Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran Tayyiban mubarakan Fih Kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yarda Ashadu an la ilaha illallahu Wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna Muhammadan abduhu Wa rasuluh Salatullahi wa salamuhu Alayhi Amma ba'd Ya ibadullah Alhamdulillah ala ni'mat al-Islam wa sunnah All praise and thanks belong to Allah For guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah Alhamdulillah Allah Ta'ala He has guided us to the perfect deen This deen is complete, it is perfect Allah Ta'ala He says Al-yawma atmantu lakum deenakum Wa atmantu alaykum ni'mati وَرُضِيْتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينًا Allah Ta'ala, He says what translated means, On this day I have perfected for you your religion and completed my favor upon you. And I am pleased for you, Islam, as a deen. Deen sometimes is translated as religion. But more accurately, deen is a way of life. Deen is a way of life. Allah Ta'ala, He has guided us to a way of life that is perfect. It's in no need of any additions, nor of anything to be deleted from it. It is perfect. So with that being the case, it's important that we know, we understand that, and that we rear this in our children, that we remind ourselves of this fact the outsiders, the disbelievers, they don't have anything to offer us when it comes to our deen, when it comes to our beliefs, when it comes to our methodology, when it comes to our character, our behavior, our manners. They have nothing to offer us because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided us to Islam. Allah Ta'ala, He has guided us to the sunnah of His Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And everything that is good, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, He commanded us with it. And everything that is bad, we have been prohibited from it. So there is nothing that these disbelievers will have to offer us. You know, these feminists, they will like our women to believe. That in their way, in their methodology, our women will find liberation. They will find honor and respect. And as far as these kuffar, this is because they are kuffar, they don't know. The one who is deprived of something, they will, be, they will be incapable of giving it. So that makes sense. We're not surprised by that. Being surprised by that is like being surprised that a dog barks. That's what dogs do. These ones have no understanding because they don't have understanding. So we don't, we're not surprised by that. But what is shocking is that the Muslims, the Muslimat, they may be inclined or give an ear, some of them, to these erroneous calls. And that is only due to them being ignorant about their religion. Because anything in a society that you will find a deficiency there, the answer, the solution, the cure, 
is in applying Islam. Is in applying Islam. Only if they really knew. Only if the women really knew their level. Only if the women really knew how they are honored. Only if the women really knew their true value. The Muslimat, the Muslim women, if they truly knew their value, all of them, they will look at these feminist calls and they will laugh. They will laugh and they will be disgusted that these individuals will have the audacity to act like they got something to offer them. Haddathana Abu Aslim an Bahzibni Hakim an Abihi an Jaddihi. قلت يا رسول الله من أبر قال صلى الله عليه وسلم أمك قلت من أبر قال صلى الله عليه وسلم أمك قلت من أبر قال صلى الله عليه وسلم أمك قلت من أبر قال صلى الله عليه وسلم أباك ثم الأقرب فالأقرب The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said in his tremendous hadith which shows us the level the status of the women and in particular in the mother the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم was asked who should I show righteousness to? Who should I be dutiful toward? Who should I treat with the best treatment? The Prophet ﷺ, he said, your mother. He said, then I asked, who should I show righteousness to and be dutiful to and treat in a good, most excellent manner? The Prophet ﷺ, he said, for a second time, your mother. He said, so I said, asking for a third time, Men abarru, who should I be righteous to show yani, good treatment to, be dutiful unto? To who? The Prophet ﷺ, he said, your mother. So I want you to think about this. He's not asking the question repeatedly because he's getting the same answer. He's asking a question, if you could frame it, one, two, three, four, so on and so forth. Now, first, first one to be right, first one to be good to, then who come after them, second one to be good to, then who come after them, third one to be good to. Three times the Prophet وسلم, he said, your mother. Who's the first person I should treat the best way? Your mother. Okay, who's the second person I treat the best way? Your mother. Okay, who's the third person I should treat the best way? Your mother. Three slots, three times. Your mother, your mother, your mother. This is who we are to show the most excellent treatment to. And then he asked for a fourth time. Okay, then who's next? The Prophet وسلم, he said, Then your father, and then whoever is closest to you in relation, and then who's closest to you in relation. So fourth, your father, fifth, whoever is next closest to you, sixth, whoever is next closest to you, seventh, whoever is next closest to you, so on and so forth. It shows us the status of the woman, and in particular, the mother, because she is priceless. 
beyond precious. There's no price that can be put upon her. قال الله سبحانه وتعالى الله تعالى he says in his noble book وَبَصَّيْنَ الْإِنسَانَ and we commanded human beings we commanded the individual the human بِوَالِدَيْهِ إِحْسَانًا to treat both of his parents with the most excellent of treatment with the best treatment to be dutiful to them in every way in everything that means to be dutiful and respectful that's how you are to treat your parents. And then, after mentioning the parents, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He singled out the mother. Allah singled out the mother. Allah ta'ala, Hamalatu ummuhu kurha, wabada'atu kurha. Allah ta'ala, He says, what translated it means? His mother carried him, remember when she was pregnant, she carried him in difficulty. And she gave birth to him in difficulty. Ainam. You can never repay your mother. Not even for one labor pain can you ever repay her. This is how much you owe her. You have a debt to her that you can never pay in full. Allah Ta'ala in another verse. Allah Ta'ala, he says, وَوَصَّيْنَا الْإِنسَانَ بِوَالِدَيْهِ And we commanded the human being to be good to both of his parents. And then Allah Ta'ala again in this ayah, singles out the mother. حَمَلَتْهُ أُمُّهُ وَهْنًا عَلَى وَهْنٍ Allah Ta'ala, he says, his mother carry him in weakness upon weakness. We know the weaknesses the women they go through. From morning sickness, their back hurting, their feet hurting, can't sleep comfortably, so on and so forth. Many things they go through. And this is before the labor pains start. This is before the labor pains become intense. They go through weakness after weakness doing what? Carrying you, carrying me, all you men, carrying us. Your mother deserves the most excellent and best treatment, period. Your mother, your mother, your mother. We reflect upon these things. And we see that there are women that are being debased, being humiliated, being treated like second class citizens. Did we know that treatment, that stuff that goes on there has nothing to do with Islam. That's what some people are doing based upon some foolishness that they have with them. But that's nothing that they have learned inside of the Quran. Nothing that they have learned inside of the Sunnah. Nothing that they have seen from the Sahaba. No, that's some foolishness that they're upon. So we have to understand and to be able to call a spade a spade. That type of stuff, that's not Islamic. What is Islamic? That we honor the women and we value them. Your mother, your mother, your mother. Hada, aqulu qawli hada, wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum, wa li jami'i al-muslimin, fa astaghfiru, fa innahu huwa al-ghafuru rahim. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam, ala rasulillah wa ba'd. Ya ibadullah, we have to build character. Naam, we have to build our character. We have to 
enhance our manners. You have to have good manners. You have to have good character. You have to have good treatment. The only way you can do that is that you have to know exactly how that is carried out based upon the text. How do we show good character? What is good manners? It's there in the text. It's in the Quran. It's in the Sunnah. We have to go and find it and then adorn ourselves with it. And it's more valuable for you and to you than it is to dive into the ocean and search for pearls. Than it is to go into the mines and dig for diamonds. Than it is to go to the rivers and try to find gold and so on and so forth. It's more better for you than that. I want you to understand how important the mother is. You know, we all do sins, right? Some big sins, some small sins. I want you to reflect on sins and the relationship that sins have or the relationship of sins and being righteous to one's mother. Let that stay in your mind. And Ibn Abbas, radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. Ibn Abbas, radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. In this athar, it is explained in an incident that happened with him. That a man came to Ibn Abbas. The man said, He said, I tried to marry a woman. I approached her family because I wanted to get engaged to her. I wanted to marry her. But she didn't want him. She refused. You see that? You see the empowerment? He tried to marry her. She ain't want nothing to do with him. She refused. فَأَبَتْ أَنْ تَنْكِحَنِي He says, so she refused to marry me. وَخُطَبَهَا lady. And then another man, after that, came and approached her for marriage. فَأَحَبَّتْ أَنْ تَنْكِحَهُ And she wanted to marry the second one. She liked the second. The first one, she ain't like him. But the second one, she liked the second one. So she agreed to marry him. So the first one who got rejected, he said, So I got extremely jealous. I flew off in a jealous rage. And I killed her. I flew off in a, in a jealous rage and then I killed her. Murdered her. So now after... You know, he done paid for the crime. He's going to Ibn Abbas. He's saying, can I, can, I, can I repent? Can I get this sin off of me? And I want you to reflect on this because there are Muslims who have murdered people. I know some brothers personally who have murdered people. And he went to jail. They did time. Got out of jail. And they are trying to live a good life now. So this is not so far-fetched. But it's important that we understand just because you may go to jail or something like that, that's not Tawbah. That's not how you get the sin off of you. You murder somebody, you get locked up, you do five to ten, you do your time, you get parole, you come home, and then that's it. No, you still got to make Tawbah for killing that person. You see? This man, he got mad, he killed her. So then he said, can I make Tawbah? I want you to see the wisdom of Ibn Abbas. رضي الله تعالى عنهما. He said, قال, 
He said, is your mother, is she still alive? The man, he said, لا. He said, no. فقال ابن عباس رضي الله تعالى هما توب إلى الله وتقرب إليه ما استطعت. He said, so make repentance unto Allah and try your best to draw near unto him as much as you're able to. Meaning what? As much voluntary prayers as you can do, make sure you're doing as much as you're capable of doing. As much voluntary fasting that you, that, 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 that you can do, make sure you fast as much as you possibly can. Make sure you read Quran as much as you possibly can. Everything that is righteous and good, make sure you strive to do it as much as you possibly can. Why is he telling him this? Because what? To counterbalance, make tawbah from that sin, and then bring righteous good deeds to show that when you meet Allah, that sin is all for you. So you got to now excel in every single thing that you can possibly excel in from the religion. Why? Because you had the audacity to kill somebody. So after this, the one who's narrating this effort, this, this incident, he said, فَذَهَبْتُ فَسَأَلْتُ ابن عباس. He said, so then after he said, I went to Ibn Abbas and I asked him, he said, I asked him, why did you ask him about his mother, whether she was alive or not? Why, 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 why did you do that? فَقَالَ إِبْنَ عَبَّاسِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَنْهُمَا فَقَالَ He said, إِنِّي لَأَعْلَمُ عَمَلًا أَقْرَبَ إِلَى اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ مِنْ بِرِّ الْوَالِدَةِ He said, because I don't know of any action that will get one closer to Allah Azza wa Jal than being good, dutiful to your mother. I don't know any action that can get you closer to Allah than being good and dutiful to your mother. Do you see the status now? Do you see the status of the woman, and in particular your mother? Do you see how precious she is? Do you see how precious and valuable she is? Do you see her rank and her status in society? قال الشيخ زيد المدخلي رحمه الله تعالى Going back to the hadith where the Prophet Sallallahu said three times, your mother, your mother, your mother. قال he said, هو الدليل He said, this is a proof and evidence Alan, that أن الأم that for the mother, or anna lil um, that for the mother, min al hukuk, ba'dillah al muslim, ma lam yakun li ghayriha min al aba, wa abana, wa sa'il al aqarib. He said, This is a proof, clear proof and evidence that for the mother, it belongs to the mother. Rights that after Allah, she has more rights upon the believers, upon the Muslim. That in which others than her do not have from the fathers and from the children and from the rest of the relatives. She has more rights upon an individual than the father and the rest of the relatives and the children and the rest of the relatives. I want you to reflect upon this and I want you to be able to identify what's wrong and identify it and categorize it as being wrong. In this society, in this society, they will tell you, you're supposed to put your children first. 
So you have individuals that will treat their mother very bad because they say, I got I to gotta take care of my children first, not before my children. Only if you only knew. No, not before your mother. Only if you only knew. No, not before your mother. No matter how good you are to your children, and you're supposed to be good to your children. You're supposed to be kind to your children. You're supposed to be excellent to them. No matter how good you are to your children, the reward that you get from being righteous to your mother, the being good to your children will never compare. The reward is night and day. You get so much more blessings in being good to your mother. So there shouldn't be a single person to ever say a word of disrespect to his mother. Not even oof. Oof. That's what the Arab they say. Oof. Huh? In English, we suck our teeth. Right? That's the equivalent. Huh. Making noises, your mother tell you do something. Oh. Don't say that to your mother. Are you crazy? She deserves from you nothing but the utmost of respect. If she says something you don't like it, you bite on your tongue and you shut up. Because your mother is so precious and you can never repay her. Okay, Muslim.